Lower Blackpain, a series of words arranged, typed, and spoken by J.D. Michaels. Wizards, fairies, unicorns, and talking animals dominate children's fantasy literature, but the tall tale, our all-American domestic folklore of the Wild West, features strapping human beings like Johnny Appleseed, Pecos Bill, and Paul Bunyan. Included in this lineup is John Henry, the steel-driving African-American railroad worker. Revealed for his strength and character, John pits his skill at hammering railroad spikes against a newfangled steam-powered robot. His story is that of human against machine, man versus the industrial age, and he wins and then immediately dies. So, it's a bit dark. None of the other characters were as curiously doomed, and though I super appreciate his cultural addition to the collective character base, I never really dressed up as him for Halloween. He's a hero, no doubt. I picked up a sledgehammer. There's no chance I'd be able to work with that all day, much less trick or treat with it. Well, I mean, it was seven. I did dress as Captain Marvel once, the Golden Age one, not either of the current movie ones, and one year I was a werewolf with a full head mask I'd wanted for two years that I was given on my birthday to much lycothrampic glee, but never John Henry. However, there have been other Americans named John that I've greatly admired, and in some cases, been able to emulate. John Williams' music filled the house for years. The album cover of the Star Wars original soundtrack was more dog-eared than any other in our collection. I'd watch the record spin and wonder how the impossible beauty of Princess Leia's theme came from those nearly invisible grooves. In an age beset by disco and synthetic sounds, a 12-year-old spending hours in front of an orchestral foresider should have been unlikely. Later, when I actually started composing John Williams' unpretentious honesty to create what might as well have been classical hip-hop, head-bobbing grooves and riffs you couldn't stop humming, fueled my confidence that I could arrange sounds and connect with people that way too. I didn't even know at the time that he'd written both The Land of the Giants and The Lost in Space themes. Season 3 is just the best. And the NBC Nightly News theme? What? Legend. The Hotel New Hampshire was my favorite novel in high school. I would have bought the album and t-shirt if they had one. I read it and reread it, then went backwards through all of John Irving's work to read everything he'd written before it. It was all of it, incredibly inappropriate age-wise, and absolutely foreign to any experience in my bi-state area. Most of his stories took place in a mythical place called New England, where buildings had charm and the air was crisp and leaves crunched lightly beneath your feet as you walked on the wide white sidewalks. Kansas City leaves made a kind of squunch sound, and our air was just plain cold. His description of a typical American life was just the kind of science fiction I needed to encourage me to write stories about crazy made-up places, too. And Jonathan Winters. You may have an artist you love, possibly a musical artist, whose work touched your life deeply, melding with time and space to create memories so potent that when you hear these songs again, your mind, no, your whole being floods with emotion. That's how I feel about Styx. Give Jonathan Winters a stick and he went bananas. It was a fishing pole, a rifle, an antenna, both insect and television, an oar and a swashbuckling sword, all in the space of 60 seconds. His perspective on the world and the comedy that generated from it was my cement foundation, the point where I calibrated my logic barometer to sea level. There was no imitating Jonathan Winters. He was a verb, something happening, not someone just being. And in my passion for his art of what, okay, was probably quite clinically lunacy, I luckily inherited his courage against embarrassment. I never worried about outside reaction, but dedicated and committed myself to live life from the inside out. And he was a master of tall tale telling. Positively heroic. 
Halloween costumes are stories that we wear, and we want to represent the character's bravery, but not necessarily duplicate their experiences. I mean, I would punch Thanos dead in the face if I was Captain America, but I'm not just out looking for trouble. John Henry's story, spanning from slavery to tragedy, was a deeply layered passion play that exceeded my load-bearing weight as a grade school kid. Yet for a while, it was the only story of a black hero, and though I couldn't imagine being him, I loved to hear his tall tale told. I never dressed as Jonathan Winters for Halloween either. Early 60s comic that would have been, what, a black suit with a tie? Gotta be careful with that, add a candy cigarette and suddenly I'm Lenny Bruce. <laughs> That'd have been fun. I don't think he would have said trick or treat though. He might have, um, yeah, probably wouldn't have gotten any candy that year. Lower Black Pain is a Michaels Adams initiative and a Cabs Everywhere production. <laughs>